the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. All it takes is a little courage. It has a way of becoming contagious. This is the good news. Good news. Obviously, Florida has set the example. I've always said there are 21 states putting up a fight against the feeble, weak fascist. By the way, I've got him uh, bragging about his economy. And it is truly pathetic. I mean, you know that I think he's a piece of dung. And he has been for 50 years as a political whore from a state that was designed to be a fraud, Delaware, home of the LLCs. One building has over 4 million LLCs. Biden crime family makes up for, what, 180 of them? But the reality is, it's pathetic at this point. I mean, it is truly pathetic. Look, we've made a lot of progress. And we have an incredible opportunity ahead of us. But... We know what families are still struggling with. I mean, he can't even talk anymore. It's a sin. Somebody put this old fossil in a retirement home and wait for Odin to tap him on the shoulder. Let's just get it over. But the reality is what he's doing to my country is destroying it. But we can make tremendous progress. And that progress will come from those states that will not tolerate the bald-faced corruption of the Democrat mafia. Governor Mike Parson joins 25 other governors to establish the American Governor's Border Strike Force. The announcement comes after data revealed a roughly 33% surge in southern border crossings. The force aims to improve intelligence sharing, combat human smuggling, and drug trafficking. The agreement does not require states to spend any funds. So for these 26 states and their citizens, this is fantastic news. Because the country has been ravaged by the ramifications and the corruption of the Democrat mafia. From the fentanyl to the sex trafficking to the rest of it, it has been chaos. And today, right now, if you look at the page, the front page of Off the Press, the border is chaos. 221,000 illegals that they know about. The gotaways and the rest of it is something they can only guess at. They've been using a frauded number to make you feel like it's a problem, but it's not too bad. Since the 80s, it's been what? Uh, uh, 30 million illegals, 30 million, 13 million came in over the last three years. It's the same numbers. The reality is we don't know how much it is, but the Democrat mafia needs them because they need them for their ballot harvesting. And we'll discuss that as well. But it's nice to see that there are 26 states that are putting up a fight against the feeble fascist and the Marxist mafia of Democrats because it shouldn't be tolerated. Now, if we could just make this spread to the rest of the country to understand we got here because we have had this corrupt cartel, this mafia of Democrats, spewing nothing but propaganda. All of their schemes, from their health care to their welfare state to all the rest of it. Today, 40,000 
uh, uh, new uh, deadbeats that graduated college. Ooh, you're going to get free money too. So the Democrat mafia is made up of the corrupt. It's made up the, of the of the pet, of the uh, predators, and it's made up of the college-educated deadbeats. This is what it is. It can easily be beat. It just needs a recognition of what has happened and how we have gotten here. The good news is they're starting to tell you a little bit about how they've been propagandizing you. We start this hour with the U.S. using intelligence to fight an information war and doing it to Russia for months now, and it's working. NBC News. See, it's not an information war. That is propaganda. News National Security Correspondent Ken Delaney and live in Washington. Uh, Ken, I want to start uh, by giving people an example of what this is so they know what we're talking about. Take a look. They're also suggesting that Ukraine has biological and chemical weapons in Ukraine. That's a clear sign he's considering using both of those. Now, that right there does two things. It covers up the labs that we were involved with, that we admitted to under oath. She was a portly woman. I have that clip somewhere. But it also gives you the idea of fear. And you have to be worried that Vladimir Putin may use those nuclear weapons. Of course, he did get the nuclear material from Hillary Clinton, but that gets lost in the propaganda. Can can you explain to our viewers what was going on there and what NBC News has learned about that claim this week from three different U.S. officials? Yeah, that was a great example of what we're talking about. That was based on declassified intelligence, but... We're also told the intelligence wasn't very clear about what... Because it's CIA propaganda, declassified intelligence. That's misinformation intended to invoke a reaction. And that reaction is manufactured consent to pay off on the bribe that the Biden family was getting from the Ukrainian oligarch Kolomoisky and his well-groomed president, actor Komedian, who makes me laugh my ass off. Exactly was going on. And they decided to, to disclose it as a way of deterring uh, Russia from doing that and putting the world on notice that this could happen. And that's really, that's what's going on here, the big picture. This is an unprecedented use of declassified intelligence. We've never seen... That's CIA misinformation. It's the same CIA misinformation that uh, started with the Gulf of Tonkin, where they perfected that scheme, got us all through the invasions of Syria and Yemen, Libya, Middle East, anyone talking about Afghanistan. There was a bomb next to the uh, uh, school today, but the good news is there were no Ukrainians killed. This is the kind of manufactured consent that these Marxists have perfected, have absolutely perfected it. The good news is there are some few brave outlets that still want to take it on. One of them that I have found recently I am very enamored with is The Hill. I find it to be fascinating. There is a reporter there named Kim Iverson, and she is a woman. She should be praised, but she's not a fake woman. She has the real female genitalia. You know they don't like them, especially if they're not spewing that Marxist claptrap. So, Kim, what's on your radar today? Well, I want to share with you an article I read that paints a very interesting picture of the war in Ukraine. The piece was written by Jacques Beau, a retired colonel in the Swiss intelligence service who spent years as a military analyst for NATO and also worked as head of peacekeeping doctrine for the United Nations. He spent years in Ukraine working to build up the Ukrainian armed forces and analyzing Russia's involvement in the civil conflict in Donbass. Now, the article was originally written in French, but it's been trans translated by a couple of sources, and it's very long, detailed, and extremely interesting. So I encourage you to read it for yourself. However, I know most people won't, so that's why I want to go over it with you here now. So this piece isn't about what's happening now in the war. Bo says there's actually no real way to know. And anyone who claims they know is lying. He says the Russians actually have extremely good closed communication, despite what the propaganda claims. And it's impossible to really know what they're doing. 
This piece is a totally different perspective on why the war broke out. Now, many of us have heard about NATO expansion, Nord 2 pipelines, and land grabs, but Bo paints a different picture, and it's quite interesting. So, Bo's You know, it's funny when you think about the propaganda fact. It's been chaos, right? The, the, the Russians don't know what they're doing. They're, they're, they're losing all the things, but yet they still keep taking cities and advancing. Now, I don't have a, a dog in this fight. To me, they're just oligarchs. I just am, under, am understanding that the oligarch that bribed the Biden crime family is getting a blank check. and That's the part that irritates me. And now we are sending troops as consultants. Now, there's still a few Vietnam veterans that remember when we did that in Vietnam. How did that turn out? Starts off by clarifying that the so-called Russian-backed separatists in the Donbass were not for the past eight years supported in any way by Russia. He said a more accurate description of them would be to call them Russian-speaking autonomous, that they were not seeking to be separate from Ukraine, but instead to be autonomous within the framework of the country. After the overthrow of the elected government in 2014, one of the first things the new government did was remove Russia as one of the official languages, remove Russian as one of the official languages of Ukraine. So the 14 to 17,000 people that were killed from 14 to before the Ukrainian oligarch Kolomoisky gets to have his bribe to the Biden crime family paid off. They don't count. It's almost like the city of Chicago, how Black Lives Matter ignores all of the black lives that are being destroyed in Chicago and New York and New Jersey and California. And this upset the large Russian-speaking population, caused uprisings, as well as emboldened the ultra-nationalists who began attacking and, in some cases, even massacring the Russian-speaking Ukrainians in various cities like... Wait a minute. That would mean that part of the Ukrainian government actually attacked Ukrainian citizens. Odessa, Mariupol, Lugansk, and Donetsk. The military started hitting back, trying to tame the unrest. And in the end, Ukraine has been essentially in a civil war since. Now, Bo was in NATO in 2014, working on the on fighting the proliferation of small arms. His team discovered that none of the weapons being supplied to the rebels were coming from Russia, despite some crude allegations. Instead, the weapons were being supplied by Russian speaking defectors within the Ukrainian army. In fact, the defection defections became so numerous that it pushed Ukraine towards the Minsk agreement, uh, both of the agreements, actually. After a couple of years, the Ukrainian military was in dismal condition. The population no longer supported them, and 70 to 90 percent of the re reservists failed to show up for their recalls. Bo was then called up by NATO to help restore the image of the Ukrainian armed forces. Unfortunately, that's a long process, he says, and Ukraine ran out of, patient, ran out of patience. They then began folding into their ranks the ultra-far-right paramilitary militias we've all heard so much about, the best known being the Azov Battalion. Bo claims that by 2020, those various militias made up 40% of the Ukrainian forces. Now, for those people that went to CPS, 40% is almost half. It's quite a lot. So when you take that into consideration and you now listen to American propaganda and you see the ex-CIA spokes idiot for the Biden crime family legitimize the bribe to the Biden family as we are sending billions upon billions, last count, 32 billion. And it would appear that some of these weapons are going to at least 40 percent of the Azov battalion who are more or less formally known as Nazis. Yeah, um, I have a question about Ukraine, too. U.S. troops training Ukrainians on the housers and the radar systems. Wait, could U.S. troops, which were called advisors, I believe, in Vietnam, 
Could they be possibly training the Azov Battalion, also formerly known as Nazis? Um, we've heard that that training could start this week. I'm just wondering if there are additional details like, you know, how many U.S. troops will be involved, where this is going to happen, um, some essential details like that, or is, is this going to be held closely by the Pentagon? Some uh, I, I think we're going to obviously... So let me... I love when they stammer to tell a lie. At least Pippi Lystocking does it with lipstick. Back up. Uh, it is true that we believe we'll be able to begin uh, a process of training Ukrainian huh. armed forces uh, on the howitzers that will be uh, shortly heading over. Um, that training will occur outside of Ukraine. It'll be more of a train-the-trainers kind of environment, so it'll be a small number of Ukrainians that will be trained on the howitzers, and then they'll be reintroduced back into their country to train their colleagues. Sure, it's all going to be very legitimate. I would love to see if we could put a, put a bet on it, but I don't think anybody's going to take the action. And why do we have to train them on howitzers? Shouldn't you just write a label on it? So easy, a Ukrainian Nazi could use it. 312-642-5600. I'll take all of your calls when I get back. AM560. Why would a Ukrainian oil company, 50% owned by Kolomoisky, I mean, you could. does it matter what the name is? doesn't matter because the oligarchs own the oil. They own all the valuable assets of both countries. Why would, why would they put on the crack smoker? Why? Simple. You're buying political clout, and now you're seeing what it looks like. A blank check. All you need is a little propaganda. This level of information warfare before from the U.S. government. And what they're doing is they're trying to preempt the Russians, get ahead of Russian disinformation, even mess with Vladimir Putin's brain, as one person put it. They're messing with your brain. They're manufacturing consent so that the greatest bribe in American history is paid off. Of course, we could dive into some of those wars in Central America and then the Middle East, but that'll get too spicy. First-time callers... Something I always liked about virgins. Bob, Park Forest. Hey. Hey, Sean, thanks yes. for taking my call. Condolences on your father's loss. Oh, um, I you. lost my father December 15th. Never got to say goodbye. I am yeah. know where you're at. Thank um, you. Thank you. Uh, hey. I noticed, uh, you know, you have Make Believe Mondays and you have uh, Movie Fridays. Can you make a day for us, teach us the markets? Yeah. Well, Bob, I, listen, the way that I think of markets is actual capitalism. Brother, those days are long gone. We have this soiree, oh, I know. We have this soiree of corporatism, this Keynesian soup that people pretend is the market. And the reason is they like to point yeah. to something that looks positive because they need your confidence in their scheme. Otherwise, if you lose confidence, people will start to ask some very uncomfortable questions like what is monetized debt and how can you give trillions of dollars to an investment company and then tell it to go ahead and that's not considered a crime or insider trading you know these are some very big questions but i would love to talk capitalism and maybe we will but we'll have to do it in fond memories the way we talk about ronald reagan and lana oh, turner okay but i my, will my, my commander-in-chief yes and lana turner don't forget she was on your wall at some point in your life thank you very much bob i appreciate the call and if she wasn't on your wall then you don't know what beauty is because that's beauty without the plastic surgery tony Palos Heights. Tony, I'm here. All right. Hello. Yes. I'm excited. I'm waiting. Uh, 
quite, breathlessly for well, you. Well, I'm excited to talk to you about taxes. Who really pays taxes in this country? No when more than 30% of us. Well, no, I own my own business. And, you know, I think I happen to pay 100% of my employees' taxes. And then also, school teachers, policemen, firemen, they're in my family. I love them all, right? Yeah, me but too. But who really pays? On, on paychecks, I'm talking, Sean, just paychecks. On paychecks, why do firemen, policemen, teachers, governor employees pay taxes on their on their paycheck? They don't really have to. They're paid with tax money. That would it's be a total scheme. You're, you're, you're entirely correct, and that would be an admission that, unfortunately, although value, this is an argument I have all the time, don't argue, don't tell me value versus an asset, right? There's value in spending money, but to consider that an asset is ridiculous, right? It's value. You're paying something of value. To make them pay taxes is actually counting tax money as taxes, and that is the scheme you speak so, of. But, Tony, follow the logic. That would also be an admission that there is no such thing as Social Security, which there is not. It's just a way of taxing both the employee and the employer, like a union, and middling money they don't deserve, and then hoping they never have to pay it. Yeah. So the, so the only people really paying tax in this country, and which the politicians will never say, are the independent business owners, the corporations, the self-employed, and people that work for somebody, again, on their paychecks only, I'm talking. On their paychecks, the only people paying are us people that have our own businesses. The only people are paying. Here's the best way to do it. I, had a, a very, I have a very, very dear friend, smart friend. He's, my, he's an accountant. He's a wonderful guy. The only people that pay taxes are the people that actually have to write a check. The other people who get exactly. to have, you know, the scheme of, of, of taking it out of your check was, was another propaganda problem, and that was Milton Friedman's biggest regret his entire life. He was the architect of that. And the idea that we do it is why you have people that walk around in the willful, ignorant fog, because all they think is, I can't wait to get my tax return. They don't realize, in most cases, you're on welfare. You're getting more than you ever paid. And then they have that arrogance of being a tax. They have the arrogance of being a taxpayer when there's only about 28 percent of people that actually pay taxes in the whole country. The whole the country. The amount of money that I actually have to pay myself in quarterlies, and I I have loans. I have uh, equipment loans. I got lines of credit. I got all these things I got to pay, and then I'm paying hundreds of thousands of dollars to the government every quarter for what? And until you do that, Tony, you don't investigate it the way you did, and you don't. You can't even keep up with what you and I are discussing. Because until you have to do that, you realize the futility and you realize how brilliant Karl Marx's plan was of a fraud called a progressive tax. And that's why if I, you know, if I could wiggle my nose and somehow be in the White House without the, the spoiled wet socks and no diaper, the first thing I would do is a flat tax by all. No such thing as tax returns. You make a dollar, you pay 16 cents. Simple. Everybody. And the idea that you have corporate tax tax you know you get that red herring that that straw man argument there is no corporation people can't figure that out so it's a it's the an interesting thing, thing. The last thing go ahead yeah for you the last thing for you i tried googling when's tax independence day it said april 16th i can't find where the real number is what is the real number for all americans what date is it is it six months now I can't find it on Google. I can't find it anywhere. Well, Nobody I think you're looking in the wrong. I think you're looking in the wrong place. Tax Independence Day is when you bribe a congressman and you get a special <laughs> dispensation. All right, so that's all you got to do. You get go. yourself you one go. of those congressmen. I hear Kinzinger's cheap. For an extra five hundred dollars, he'll eat a banana and drop off a fruit salad a couple hours later. Thank you very much. All right, let's get back on Ukraine because I think that's a bigger scandal because that money that we're talking about, it's being. 
bribed and paid off to the oligarchs. 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. You know, I was listening to the 2000 Mules, and I cannot tell you how much I love this company. I mean, I love it. I love the Batman guy. I love him. But what does he mean trying to steal the election? This moron is destroying my country, specifically because he stole the election. <gasps> what did he say? You heard me right. The idea there's 81 million morons. I know we've got morons. Well, I'm from Chicago. I mean, look at here. Here, let's get to the... Uh, I wasn't going to talk about this, but here, we'll, we'll, we'll jump to the mentalist just for a second. Every time you have a press conference, you say crime is down. Uh, the economy is booming. Well, that's but not that's not true, but get to your question, sir. Across the street, we had a police officer on duty, the victim of a hit and run. We have Michigan Avenue, the magnificent mile. By the way, she's looking down and she's sniffing like she's a boxer in between rounds. She's convinced she's a fella. I'd like to see if she's a fella or not. It's now referred to as the mile of fear. The water tower place has thrown the keys back to the lender. They say they don't Love want it. to be in Chicago anymore. Real Chicagoans are asking me, how could you possibly even consider running for re-election as mayor of the city of Chicago after all the harm you've caused? Um, I just because Democrats have no dignity. Take a look at their plans. Take a look at their constituents. Here, did you go to college? Do you not want to pay your debt back? Are you tired of paying your debt? We got you. Are you a are you a predator among children? Go ahead. We got you too. You got a neck tattoo? You like selling drugs? Don't worry, you'll be back out on the street tomorrow. It's the party of scourge and scum. And then there's the corporate guys. Ooh, I like them. They're all well-dressed, and they make sure to live not in the areas governed by Democrats. And they just drive through them in their Mercedes and lock the windows. The whole time throwing $5,000 plate fundraisers for this moron in her man costume. I disagree with you fundamentally, um, and I don't think I need to address any and dignify your comments one you can't dignify for... anything. And Next. by the way, stop shaving your head like you're a rece- you have a receding hairline like a man. You don't. You're a girl. Embrace it. Enjoy it. But you're a Democrat, which leads us back to the Democrat bribery payoff. The greatest one in his story. In fact, Israel became increasingly upset and alarmed by this. It's well known in Israel that many of these battalions are extremely anti-Semitic. You mean Israel doesn't like Nazis? Shocking. Did they get the memo? From the Americans, these are the good Nazis, the Azov. They're wonderful. They're just like the old ones. They, they, they got the same bolts on their shoulders. The whole nine yards, it's wonderful. Um, but why isn't anyone questioning? Why is Israel so quiet? Maybe it's because they know there's Nazis there. That's that Senate I'm howitzers. Perhaps this is why Israel has been more reluctant to join in against Russia with the rest of the West and has even tried to broker peace in the conflict. It's doubtful they want to in any way be involved in the arming or training of these individuals. Now, Bo explains that the armed forces are broken into two groups. There's the official oh, Ukrainian military operating the tanks, heavy artillery and missiles. And then there's the paramilitary groups that are the National Guard. The paramilitary groups are tasked with urban warfare and defending the cities. He- are these the same ones that killed the 14,000 Ukrainians that spoke Russian? Whatever, whatever, what happened to those guys? Explains that it's strategically in the best interest of Russia to clear out the civilians from the city so they can easily target the paramilitary groups. Whereas for the fanatical and brutal militias, it's in their best interest for the civilians to stay and act as shields. Bo explains that the start of the war and perhaps... Man, the- oh man, that would explain so much. 
I wonder if we're ever going to get an investigation to the weapons used to hit the train station and the rest of it. Because if it's one thing you know about Nazis, they don't really care too much about citizens. I like to think downfield. And I also have never, ever liked the idea you'd put a crack smoker on your board. I know in California that's commonplace. But why in Ukraine, the Kolomoisky Natural Gas Company? Why? Anybody want to look at Kolomoisky? I think he's in Cyprus laying on a bunch of money. Steve, Arlington Heights. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Not sure if uh, you caught during the break one of uh, you know Irvin's attack ads on Darren Bailey and Jesse Sullivan calling him out for being Biden voters. Of course, he didn't mention that he himself a is a Biden voter. Oh, exactly. Yes. And he's going to try and you know buy the nomination or whatever. But I'm wondering, because I know that you've endorsed Gary Rabine. I hope to God he's not a Biden voter. I can't imagine that he is. Come but it's, Gary Rabine's it's, a, it's, a man. He's a capitalist. He built a, yeah, he built and, how many companies? Only the and, Biden voters are the same scourge, the pseudo-intellectual Marxist failures who don't want to pay their student loans or the roaches that want to prey on kids or deal fentanyl. Right. And it's it's interesting because I've gosh, I hate saying this, but someone who also appears on this network frequent like every day and has endorsed uh uh, sorry, you lost, you lost your train of thought there, didn't you? What do you got? Cue cards? A little bit. Who are you trying to talk about? Garrett. You describe them physically, and I'll tell you who you're talking about. Uh, you roasted him a few weeks ago. Proft has endorsed a Darren Bailey, and I'm just, why are you there's, endorsing a Biden voter? I don't Here's the thing. I don't believe, I don't know if he, I can't imagine, I can't imagine he voted for Biden. I, I happen to have had a few conversations. I like Darren Bailey. I made my pick. It's Gary Rabine. But the, I'm not going to say Bailey. I'm not going to agree with that because... Uh, uh, Dick Irving said so. I mean, you know what I mean? Right. He's he's a scoundrel. So so let's not take propaganda from Dick Irving and pretend it's real. Nothing that comes out of that fraud's mouth is real. What do you mean they don't right. call him Dick? His name is Richard. Call him Dick he's Durbin. the equivalent of Dick. Bloomberg just yeah. trying to buy the uh, nomination. It's, exactly. So let's not Bloomberg. be so hesitant because the reality is this. I would be, the, the state would be well off if the two, one of the two of them were the nominee. I pr- have my preference. I make no bones about it. I've told Darren Bailey. I, I, I've told his lieutenant governor, uh, Stephanie Trussell. I pick Rabine. There's no question about it. But I'm not going to throw Bailey under, under the bus because Dick uh, Irving said so. You know, his slogan should be, right. Dick Irving. I'm just like Dick Durbin. So if you <laughs> haven't had enough Dick, then vote for Dick Irving. What do you think? Uh, yeah, probably it, it would be. It, It'll never get past no, the censors. No, no. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> Appreciate it. Mary Kay, Western Springs. Hey, Sean. How are you? God, you just crack me up. You're so funny. Oh, Naturally. I love it. Um, so, yeah, Dick. God, you're talking about dicks. Jeez. Um, Not me. I'm talking about uh, Dick Irving and Dick Durbin. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I know who you're talking yeah. about. But between that and Lori Lightfoot and whatever she's talking about. Nice her, trifecta. Her, her yeah. dick. Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm calling because you said these people have no dignity. What they have is no shame. Zero, I think. No shame. First, Nothing first is of too all, low. Yeah, I know. Mary, how could you, you, you have, because you've bought and manufactured consent to live on welfare. You've legitimized welfare. Mm-hmm. That was always yeah. the scheme because what the Democrat mafia knew is that once people get their sustenance, they don't care about the crime that it takes to get it. Just so That's other right. people do it. You and I grew up in these neighborhoods. The, the guys who mm-hmm. knew right from wrong, the conservatives, the guys who wanted mm-hmm. to be representative, love America, mm-hmm. when they have to vote mm-hmm. for their raises, 
When they have to uh-huh. stuff an envelope to get one of those phony baloney pensions, what do they do? Every mm-hmm. single uh-huh. time. And that's what it is. This problem is dignity goes cheap, but in particular among Democrats. You could buy it for a small paycheck. Thank you very much, Mary Kay. I appreciate that. Uh, Teresa, Gold Coast. Hey, Sean. Uh, you know, with all the money that's being raised for Ukraine, because everybody's like, you know, give money for Ukraine, I would love to know where that money's going, because I don't believe it's going to the people of Ukraine. I, I, how would you ever find out? Because here's the other thing. I was, I'm, I'm still, I'm on, I want to know about the 14,000 that were killed before Biden paid off his bribe. Why didn't we ever yeah. talk about it? Why doesn't anybody want to know about that? Were they not Ukrainians because they spoke Russian or they were Russian Orthodox or because they were in the Eastern section versus the Western section? You know, to pretend that this comedian, who, by the way, his hair is always cut. He's got his little combat T-shirt on, but his hair is coiffed perfectly. I want to know why no one is linking the fact that before our involvement, he took away the licenses for two TV companies that criticized him. He he implemented the same fascism that that. Uh, Putin implements. I don't have a dog in this fight, but I want to know where our money is, and I want it back. And I also want Biden to admit he's paying off a bribe. And then we could work on how he stole the election. Thank you, Teresa. 312-642-5600. AM 560, the answer. So let's focus a little bit our, our attention on where the problem lies. First of all, the Illinois GOP is a joke a joke they like losing and they're corrupt that's simple how do i base it what do i base it on our own my own interaction with not just that fraud where did i clean that up pete silvestri who was a business agent for gold rush gaming the whole time making money from that and and as an attorney for i think the cia advertising or some other scam but how many of these republicans are involved in the video poker, in the pot dispensaries, they love it. The development, the welfare. Listen, here's the problem. It doesn't, I'm going to tell you a hard reality. A state that could elect a Pritzker who has hours of FBI tape with that scum, de tute scum, Blagojevich, is over. It then votes for Sean Caston and Lauren Underwood, who Lived with her mommy and daddy, she said, had a license not from the state. And these are Congress people. The state itself doesn't have character anymore. There's 10% of us that are left in that state. And most are kidnapped, are hostages of love and affection. That's the reality of it. Sorry, it's the fact, Jack. Anybody that would listen to this idiot come out and lie to your face. Here, Uh, A couple of questions on that. Oh, wait, wait, I thought I was hitting this one. Communities are made safer when we properly balance the budget. Right there. If this country, if this state had any dignity, when, when, when this slob comes out and tells you... Democrats have worked together to deliver a fourth balanced budget. Come on! That's any you're going to vote for that. You deserve to live in that squalor, in that welfare state. It has no character. So now we're going to run two good guys and three frauds. There's a there, that, that should be the Republican slogan. Two good guys, three frauds. That's who you're running right now. And to pretend that the Illinois voter is going to say, yeah, you know what I want? I want unfettered capitalism, laissez-faire government and freedom. Yeah, sure you do. You like being slaves. You like being corrupted. You just want in on the scam. So we could go ticky-tack, Darren Bailey, 
Rabine. You know, the, the, the citizens don't have the character to want freedom, want capitalism, want the bundle of rights. They like the situation of lies. That's why when that beanbag comes up and say they balanced the budget, they cheer. They don't even care. He stole the money from the COVID relief fund. Scum. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. The concept of the Department of Education was a concept of one of the worst presidents in American history. That's saying something. We have had some beauties, including the feeble fascist with the wet diaper now. His name was Richard Nixon. Now, it might not have been because Tricky Dick himself was a scoundrel, of which he was, handpicked from Prescott Bush. He happened to be surrounded by some hardcore Marxists. Most people don't know that. EPA, executive order. OSHA, executive order. Numerous bureaucracies, because that's the scheme. To get a bureaucracy, have it infiltrated by an ideology, and use it as a weapon. The Department of Education is clearly the dream of Dr. Burns, Schultz, McCracken and Slozinger. These are the scoundrel scum that surrounded Nixon. These are the ones that orchestrated what we are now experiencing, which is an indoctrination system versus an education system. The good news is you have options, parochial schools. But what I think is more important is homeschools. Why would you turn over your kid before you've given him those tools he needs in a society? The confidence, the intelligence, the love and affection only a parent can give. Because before you know it, You'll have kids coming home as young as 9, 10, 11, telling you they're girls when they're boys or boys when they're girls. And they'll be telling you you don't know you're out of touch. Sound familiar? Sounds like the year 2022 when only a low-educated society would ever vote for a Democrat. Pastor Kelvin Lindstrom from Christian Liberty Academy is trying to change that. I want to thank you for coming on, Pastor Kelvin. How are you? Hey, Sean, it is great to be with you. I'm in D.C. trying to track down the Easter Bunny and Joe Biden. So it's yeah, good, well, uh, look for, look for a you. buffet and a wet diaper and then follow the trail. <laughs> oh, yes, it, in the swamp. How are I you going to get clean, Pastor? I mean, you know. I, you know religi- a, a, a long shower when I get back. But you're I'm a religious man. It's a bit like being in the front room of Beelzebub. But go ahead. Yeah, ex- Except, you know what, I've been, I've been with some wonderful people here that are trying to give an option. Uh, I'm at a wonderful conference of Christian school leaders and, and a publisher that's trying to really provide great options for children, um, both for homeschooling and for Christian education. And, and you, you went back to the Department of Education, and, and we can go back to there and the horror of that. But it's interesting. We, we've believed... Even before the Department of Education, we have given ourselves over to government-controlled education. And when you think about how scary that is, the government controlling education, not only through what's in the classroom, but through money and the amount of money that we spend in this nation and what we get from it. Uh, But a lot of this goes back well before we even had a, a U.S. Department of Education. 
And about 60 years ago, a gentleman, uh, uh, an amazing scholar, uh, R.J. Rush Jr., wrote a book called The Messianic Character of American Education. 60 years ago, he could see this because he went back to the beginning of government-controlled education. People like Horace Mann. Horace Mann said, when you give your children, we are taking basically hostages he used that language even though he you know if you look at horace man today you say oh what a wonderful man but it's it's the idea that's so evil when when you think the government has control over your children and, and parents you better wake up if you don't think government thinks they own your children you know you're, you're naive i'm not saying every teacher does but those who are driving the system they think they own your children. And as I say, Horace Mann says, we who are engaged in the sacred cause of education are entitled to look upon all parents as having given hostages to our cause. A great man once Horace said you have, to, you have to rewrite yep. history to steal the future. Um, yep. that, it, is it, the, yep. that is the point of the communist agenda, of the, of the statist agenda. You know, I say communist, people it tune is. out. But they don't understand what a statist is, even though they live yeah. among them. And yeah. you have to teach yeah. that, because I believe that inherently the human being longs to be free. You could only teach this kind of fascism would be acceptable in a society that was taught it, that was had its spirit broken. That explains the year 2022, when you have the virtuous fascist that is very comfortable taking away the rights of his fellow citizen. And I want to break it. And I think homeschool is the way. So you've made some advancements. You know, you know, Why don't you let us know exactly. how it's looking? You know, you know what? Um, for about 60 years, almost 60 years, we, we have been working in, in Christian education. This goes back to my father, who helped uh, pioneer part of the homeschool movement in our nation, uh, started a Christian school back in 1968, was working with, with a Christian school even before that. Uh, actually with uh, Congressman Phil Crane before he ran for Congress. But but my dad could see where things were headed back in the 1960s, because when you remove God, then you have removed the key aspect of education, I believe, especially when we're talking about ch- children and, and others. When you get rid of God, then everything else is going to fill the void for that. I, I think now we have demons in control because God has been removed from that. So homeschooling is a fantastic way, and I believe homeschooling has doubled uh, in a very short period of time. And some have commented only God could take something that man used uh, for ill, the whole COVID crisis, and turn it around to good. I think a lot of parents are waking up. I'm that thankful is, yeah, that's for that. That's the silver lining from where we are. But the reality you know, is— it, it is. And the reality is you can make the argument, because I, I, you know, too often what happens is the argument is made— with God, made with religion, and you immediately put yourself into the box. The argument for liberty, the argument for freedom, can be made without that, and that that really encompasses a big part of your your agenda, is the freedom for the parent to choose. But the idea that the entire public education system has been co-opted by the statist is something we need to defeat. And, you know, I think we can do it, because of the failure of the statist, the reality is this country is in shambles, in chaos. No matter how much lies they, they, they propagandize the people with, they know inherently it is a failure. And you're seeing a divide where you've got now 26 states that are putting up a fight against the feeble fascist dictatorship 
of Joe Biden, the usurper. Don't you think the ground um, work can be accomplished on both fronts if it was just put on the failures of the Democrat mafia itself? Yeah, I mean, certainly. Uh, but as I say, I, I think parents have to recognize God has entrusted them with children. And if they look at what influences children, the media, the certainly the educational system, if they're there, a child will have about 16,000 hours of education. If a child goes to church once or twice a week, they're, they're going to get maybe 1,000 hours or so. So education is going gonna, is gonna to influence them 16 times what a church has. And, and actually, unfortunately, the research has showed churches are having very little influence on children. Uh, uh, Dr. George Barna has done some of this research. It, it breaks my heart as a pastor to mm-hmm. see that this is why parents have to be engaged, both in, in terms of the media their children are consuming, but then also the, the education their children are consuming. And so I say, I'm a strong supporter of both Christian schools and homeschooling. That's what our ministry offers. We've so, had a, a homeschooling program and a Christian day school since the since really the beginning of our church. You're in a sewer that I wouldn't dirty my shoes with because you're. And the reason I feel that way is that you're surrounded by people whose main principle, main pillar of their ideology, is the belief that mothers should have the unequivocal ability to murder their children and have other people pay for it. You think you're going to win? with the God argument among these savage Marxist frauds? You know, um, I, I, I think I, I'm, I'm mainly speaking to Christian parents out right. there who, who are listening and, and others. Um, and and here, here is the wonderful thing. It is the truth of the gospel, which can rescue children, and even in some cases parents. Uh, but uh, my, my primary goal is to get children in an area where they're going to hear the truth because this world is coming after them, all, all the guns blazing. I, I would say, you know, even if you're homeschooling your children, you still got to watch and guard them. Their, their, their souls are so under attack. I, I really think the devil is trying to rev it up, and, and this is where Christian parents have to really take a hard, strong, loving stand, of course, uh, as they deal with their children, but to, but to be fierce with the wolves and, and get them out and uh, be doing everything possible uh, for the sake of their precious loved ones. So your your philosophy is is hinged on three actions people can take, from what I understand, correct? Um, well, I would say yes. Re- recognize the threat of government-controlled education. Recognize what's been going on for a long time, not just in the last 10 years or 15 years, but for a long time. And then get your children out for the sake That's of freedom. Where, that's the main thing. You know, people don't realize that your name on the roster, if you live in the city of Chicago, is $28,000 to the the syndicate called the Teachers Union. Your name on the roster, just having that name on the roster, is license for the organization that has been destroying the education system where most of the vast majority of teachers can't not say the word ask. And that the simple protest of pulling your kid off that is a financial detriment to the organization that has destroyed the the quality of education so much so that their plan is to eliminate the grade system and we now have are pretending that these these uh, illiterate carjackers are somehow graduates of grade school and high school and i think that now is the time to strike are you seeing in your organization is is there growth in your specific organization yes definitely we we've doubled uh we'll have doubled about the number of our on-campus students, and, and we picked up some in our off-campus program. There's a lot of 
there's a ton of options for homeschooling. Uh, people can go to homeschool.org to see some of the options that we offer, or they can go to christianliberty.com to see uh, other options in terms of our, our, our day school. But yeah, they're, they're, I think parents are waking up, and, and this is why I do have hope that God has a way through all of this, that a lot of parents, are, I believe, are waking up. A lot more needs to be done. This is not going to be solved in the next you know, uh, 10, 15 minutes, we know, Sean. Solutions can start, though, by when you make that choice. So uh, you're up against lobbyists. There's a lot of money you're fighting here, kid. I mean, there's huge money. The the curriculum bribery scheme of lobbyists, book companies, publishers, the teachers mafia union. They're delivering paychecks to these guys you're walking in with and and proselytizing. And I'm curious to know, are you seeing among these individual scoundrels? Are you seeing any positivity on your angle? Uh, you mean uh, from from the bureaucrats? I, yeah, could you exactly. The question there? I mean, you know, because you know, I give you the, I give you all the credit in the world because I have a hard time trying to reason with somebody whose whose main pillar of principle is that you should kill the baby, and then if things don't work out, everybody else should oh, pay yeah. the cost for that kid. Right there, I got an argument. Exactly. So I give you credit. Yeah. I don't associate with these lowlifes, but you're in the belly of the beast. And I'm curious when you talk to these scoundrels who are late for their lunch date as they're trying to take out their their uh, their helper at the desk. Uh, what do you think is happening when you when you're face to face? Are you seeing positive reaction from them? Oh, you know, you know, Sean. Thankfully, what we what we're able to do is chart our own course. We're not having to interact, thankfully, with the bureaucrats. <laughs> really, for the most part, that we, that's why we you know we we chose freedom for our parents. The whole mask issue. The state tried to play games with us, and we said, "You know what? We're going to go our own way. We don't. We don't need you." Okay. So, uh, thank, there is a window. There is still a great window for homeschooling in Illinois. As bad as our state is, Sean, and, and you know, night after night, you 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 lament what's going on. We have the opportunity to homeschool with very little government oversight, and Good. this is the time I think to seize that to really uh, be strong about it. Thankfully, homeschoolers have fought back. Um, government uh, intervention schemes, testing, oh, we need more of this, and homeschoolers have fought that back. We, we need to swell the ranks of homeschoolers to raise up an even stronger wall. Uh, a lot of this goes back to a, a, an Illinois Supreme Court decision that was made treating homeschoolers like private schools. However, and, and we know this, bureaucrats, they, they always regroup and they try to come up with another plan. So we, we have to be vigilant. But I would say this, you don't have to be worried as a, as a parent in Illinois to get your children out of the schools and start homeschooling. As I say, we've been doing this for, for now. You have to add that. years now. Yeah. yeah I mean, you we, had, we got, we got to, we got to, right. Cause you that gotta, caveat yeah, can be closed yeah. by bureaucrats. You know, they're going to hear this and you've got some scoundrel right. Democrats running as Republicans. And this would be a wonderful right. question during the debate in the primary. What is the position on homeschooling? Because the reality is when you're in a, in a position where you've watched government take away your right to open your own doors of your business, to, to go see your mother when they're dying, limiting your mobility, and, and in essence putting you under house arrest, why sh- why, what would prevent them other than a whim if the, if the cream puff isn't filling for this fat slob governor and he says, I want to get rid of the loophole that allows homeschooling? It could happen in essence. So you need political clout and political power to give you that right of exclusion that the bundle of rights of unalienable rights gives you, which we have lost over the course of the last 24 right. months. 
And this is a crucial important. But, I think you have sure. to be involved with these scoundrels on some level. Right. And, but and here's what I would say. There, my, my dad back in the 60s and 70s was frequently going to court cases for parents who said, you know what, I'm not waiting for the government. This is my God-given duty and responsibility. So they could make it illegal. You know what, we're going to find ways to go underground. Now you're, say, talking. Now you're issue, talking my we're language. Not wor- we're, not, we're not worried about the government saying yay or nay. That the key concern is what has God said. <laughs> Fear right, God. So now, uh, Dan, Daniel and his friends didn't, didn't ask permission. They said, well, in, in the one case they did, they said, we need to do this. Uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, we need to do this. That, that's what we need. That's what we need to do. We need to do what God has placed before us. Let the chips fall where they may. Now, how, how old of a man are you? Mind if I ask you, Pastor Coleman? I am still in my late 40s, Sean. All right. Well, I'm a little older so, than you, because I was hoping you were an old man, because, uh, oh, no. you know, I was hoping you'd die before me, because when I die, I'm going to need pastors and all kinds of help. You know, I'm going to need an in. And uh, I was looking to leverage myself, because, you know, hey, the way hey, it's going. Sean, yeah. that, that's the wonderful thing about the message of the gospel. It's the, the in is the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Repent and believe in the gospel. That's the wonderful news. Of, yeah, because I'm still in that in that Dracula the Impaler phase right now, but I'm willing to listen. I want to tell you I appreciate yeah. you coming on. I want to wish you the best of luck because it's essential that we get this we get this uh, system of indoctrination of yep. Soviet style statism broken in among our kids because unfortunately they are the prey of the predators. Yes. that are the most corrupt people among us called government. So I wish you the best of luck. Thank you, Sean. May the Lord be with you. Thank you. See, that's, that makes me feel good. Thank you very much for coming on. I truly appreciate it. We'll be back with your calls after this. AM560, The Answer. I have said for years, my mind was changed. I was invited to be a judge of a homeschool event. It was at that point I said, my word, we've done it all wrong. You don't turn your kids over to this so-called society full of drug addicts and pedophiles and freaks until they're able to understand right from wrong. I'm a big fan of homeschool. Pat Lombard. Yeah, hi, Sean. We we have educated our children from third grade through uh, high school, and they went on to junior college, graduate from uh, four-year college. And one of the real assets to us was the Illinois Christian Home Educators Conference that's happening next month at the Olivet Nazarene University. I'd recommend it to anyone who's thinking about homeschooling because you can see the curriculum that's used. You know, um, I changed over, we changed over from public school when they had this thing called outcome-based education. You know, the kid come home with a, kid come home with a paper that said, well, tell us this three times, three plus five is nine and how do you feel about your answer well three <laughs> and five is still eight you know yeah. and I, I still feel it's wrong well, we know how so we, we know how pritzker balanced the budget you just solved that mystery thank you very much yeah. pat i am so proud of you and i think everybody should do it because the reality is when politicians in the sewer of chicago say the streets will be less crime in it when the kids are in school it tells you school is a prison without bars and these Democrat utopias. By the way, all you Chicago Democrats, it's going to be dusk. What? Another hour? Take a walk, will you? 312-642-5600. I'll be back. AM560, the answer. 
I cannot tell you how that Dick Irving ad makes me sick with Ken Griffin's money. Talk about a whore. Now do a lap dance, Dick Irving. You scoundrel, scumbag. My favorite is the picture with him elbowing that fat beanbag Pritzker. You know, the one when he wouldn't want to admit that he voted for Biden. If you listen to this show do you don't, and you vote for him, don't ever come back. Ever. You, you're, in, you're in limbo with the rest of the Democrats' scourge. All right, let's go to a good story. Catherine, Western Suburbs. Hi, Sean. Uh, I forgot to ask Honey Bunny, but uh, am I correct in uh, wishing you uh, sorry for your loss? I, I, I don't, I, right? Does it go that way? I, I like it. It's like a combination birthday and, uh, yeah, no, I appreciate it very much. <laughs> Thank you, Catherine. But I, I, I'm proud of him. He wanted to, He never wanted to go to a doctor. He died on, uh, on his lanai waiting for me. And uh, he died like a man, and I, I was, I'm proud of him. I was, you know, and I didn't have, I didn't get along. Listen, I didn't. It was 12 years that I got along with him. These last 12 years, and it yeah, was I've wonderful. Heard you over the years. I talked to him when I was a kid. He wasn't around, and uh, I got close with him over the last 12 years. And I, 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 I didn't realize how much I enjoyed talking to him. I talked to him so much, I forgot how much I enjoyed it until recently. But it was wonderful, and he died. I, I'm proud of him. You, you, you know, for was, you. Was yeah. yeah, he didn't want to go to a hospital, and I didn't want a Democrat to touch him. So I, I even checked. Him. I even checked at the funeral parlor. I said, I don't want one Democrat to touch my father. You understand me? He said, This is Florida. We don't have a lot of Democrats. You don't have to worry. But go ahead. Yeah, right. At least you weren't. He wasn't here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I was calling to. Um, they just kind of give some kudos to uh, Calvin Lindstrom and their program, and. Um, it was it was providential that um, my family heard about homeschooling, so we began homeschooling in two thousand in the year two thousand, approximately give or take a year. I and um, the gal that I had I heard about it uh, was using his program, um, the homeschooling program, and so we latched onto that. And over the course of the years, um, you know, you live and learn, and just kind of evolved. It's not to say. Something yeah. is good or something is bad, oh, but um, it, it was really nice. And I think his dad was in there at least a part of the time when we started. I just wanted to call. So him I want to I ask you a question in. before you go in. How many kids did you homeschool? We homeschooled two, two from uh, kindergarten through twelve. Can I ask uh, what they became? Well, son is a marine, and I've talked to you about him before. Some couple of years ago, he he wanted to enlist. I didn't want him to. Uh, my daughter is doing IT, Wonderful. and uh, for some reason, I am kind of overeducated. But uh, I never stressed education with them, so neither one is college at this time. And I really hope that they'll keep it that way. Well, you know, Catherine, uh, when you were is, young, what they uh, consider college, nobody's college educated if you compare it to when you were young. And that's, that's what true. we have to focus on. What these kids go through is a joke is a joke. And now that'll be government funded. And the the, the tuition of 80000 will turn into oh. 180 because that's what government does. And they'll pretend mm-hmm. they're educated the whole time. What do they breed? The kind, of, the kind of roaches that want their education for free. Look at me. I signed a, a document. I signed a loan. Now I don't want to pay it. So I don't care how high your education is. You're a roach. Thank you, Catherine. I appreciate it. That's just a fact. That's just a fact. You're not a victim of your own desire. Oh, I wanted to go to school. I took the loan. Now I don't want to pay it back. You know why? Because you're a bum. That's why you don't want to pay it back. And everybody's pussyfooting around. Not me. 
I'm not pussyfooting around. You took a loan and you don't want to pay it back. You're a welching scumbag is what you are, educated or not. But there was a time when government used to stick up for the people instead of rule them, instead of indoctrinate them. There's only a few places left. By my count, it's 26 wonderful states. I want to, I want to tell you, because you'll never know it in that sewer of Illinois where their idea of a Republican is Dick Irving, a Democrat, running as a Republican, another roach. The good news is there are 26 states with good governors. When I became governor, one of the first things we did, we abolished Common Core, and we made sure... We made sure that we created best standards, which really, I think, was focused on academic excellence. And so Wait a minute. Academic excellence? Do you mean you don't want to lower the grade so we could pretend that D students are B students and that f dropouts actually graduate? You mean you want to separate the losers from the winners? How dare you? I mean, next thing you know, you'll be promoting excellence and achievement, you radical. So there are certain things that to be acceptable for use in Florida, you, know, you have to be consistent with those standards. And so if a book does the common core math, then that would obviously be inconsistent with the standards. Uh, when you do social emotional learning, CRT, things like that into a math program uh, just simply violates the standards. And so that's really what they're looking at. Did you want to add anything about kind of how you guys do the review? answer to your question is yes, and we've already signed legislation earlier, maybe a, uh, two or three weeks ago, looking at what's in libraries and what, what's the content. But yes, whatever the content is, it has got to be geared towards helping our children get a world-class education. If it's something other than that, we're not interested. But I would also you mean if it's Marxism? If you're teaching racism? If you're trying to promote guilt among people who never were guilty of slavery? You're not going to make it in the curriculum? Sure, you could be in the library. But should the public pay for it and then pretend it's real, like Illinois? Of course, they're balanced their budget. Just ask that fat slob. Just by, I mean, I think what's in a library would be different than what is part of like a classroom curriculum. Clearly, mm. we wanted the transparency because they were putting very explicit things in like a middle school library. You mean like gender queer, which shows fellatio? Boy, oh boy where you'd have like, a really, really graphic stuff, that's clearly inappropriate. And so parents need to know what's there. Not in Illinois. It's not inappropriate. Of course, Illinois is the same one that tells you the streets will be safer if we get those gang-banging rats, those carjackers and shooters and drug dealers back in school where it'll be safe. And then they should have the right to eject. Uh, you know, a library would have different perspectives on things that people would be able to do. Uh, but it, it, so you could have library books that may not necessarily, uh, you could potentially have like, here's what Common Core is in a library. I mean, that'd be one thing. But Careful. Next thing you know, people will figure out you're not banning books. You're just making sure the public doesn't pay for Marxist books. To implement Common Core in the classroom is something that would violate Florida standards. And that's why I love it here. And, uh, I look great in a speedo. It's sad that we're even in a situation to have to do this, but the yes, fact of the matter is, you know, in some of these textbook companies, this education establishment, it's gotten increased. You mean like the ones that would make it mandatory for colleges to buy Barack Obama's book where he pretends Michelle is feminine? Increasingly politicized, and they are trying to do ideology. And that's just not what education's all about. Uh, you see it in a lot of universities, of course, but you know, but we do see it. And that debate over parents' rights was very instructive. You know, you saw curriculum geared towards very, very young kids.
talking about transgender and things like that. Um, that would not have happened even probably five or six years ago. And so, so there is an effort to do this, and I think what parents in Florida want to know is, you know, can I send my kid to be educated, or am I basically sending them to get indoctrinated with whatever, you know, some of these people in the education is? Yeah, of course it's B. All you need is a corrupt dementia patient with wet socks, and he'll do anything. Got himself in a little bit of hot water, though, when he said that freedom of choice thing. That didn't go over well. Lee and Hammond. Lee? Yeah. Are you there? Yeah, I, I guess I guess I'm a, I guess I'm a chump, you know. My whole life I never asked anybody to bail me out of a loan. Couldn't afford to go to college, but I wound up working for a lot of people that did. And now you now you've got these generation Xers or whatever they call themselves wanting a free ride through college and then once they're out of college, they're gonna try to lord over the rest of us like they're some kind of special breed of cat. Yeah, because they have they have low dignity, low enough to pretend to be superior because they finished something that they don't want to pay for called college. And you know what I always loved, and I loved this a long time ago. I loved taking the test that they studied for for years, and I studied for for weeks and passing. I loved hiring these lawyers who had to ask me about real estate law. I loved watching how failed they were as human beings the whole time pretending to be accomplished because they had a piece of paper that they could wipe their derriere with, and now they don't even want to pay for it. That's how you know. know their problem is character, read, read and your, your problem is you were a man, and now that's outdated. Thank you, Lee, for the call. Megan, Norland Park. Hey, Sean, it's been a while. How are you? Splendid. Splendid. Thank you. So I have a couple um, comments. Once again, two comments. Um, first one is a Darren Daly clip. I think they kind of computer generated his word. Well, he's got a lot of money to mess with together. IT. Who knows what they're doing? If they're corrupt enough to put all their eggs behind one guy, I can't wait to see what the payoff is to that one guy. But go ahead. What's your second one? Yeah. Yeah, so I think, yeah, I think they said I voted for Biden when in fact he probably didn't at all. Yeah. Second comment is the whole education thing that, you know, I got really mad a couple months ago. I called you and I said that there was this one guy in um, Glenview that was funding um, some high schools. He was paying for their education. He was paying for their room, giving them $750 walking around money. And there was like three high schools and that really burned me up. But this whole, we're going to pay for your college education, um, which will only fuel the entitlement of. You're right. Well, of course. Thank you, Megan. The whole thing fuels the entitlement. Their whole thing is based on bottom-up welfare. And then there's the oligarch class. And all you have to do is bribe them. That's if you're in the American scheme. If you're in the foreign scheme, next thing you know, you'll be sending all kinds of weapons and artillery to oligarchs that put on your crack-smoking son on their pretend company. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. AM560, The Answer. Ah, you know, the Democrat scourge. There's always benefits, though, right? There's no scum grift in the gas card scheme of little Lori Lightfoot in her mentalist costume, is there? I wonder how many Sarducci's, how many Guidos are going to be walking around with stacks of cards. You know, for the people. 
Well, good afternoon. Mayor Lightfoot tweaked her plan just a little bit to try and get more support. Now, the budget committee will be a key vote to see if it can get out of there to get to the full council. They are discussing it right now. And just in the last few minutes of the first few aldermen and women that did speak were not saying that they were going to support this. But once again, Mayor Lightfoot is hopeful that this will be able to move to the full council at some point. Now, you think there's a problem? You think the aldermen have dignity or principles and they understand how absolutely and totally immoral it is to give gas cards to people who probably are driving Lexuses? Of course, they're probably living in Section 8 housing. They've got welfare cheese known as food stamps and the rest of it. They probably pay for nothing, and they are maybe, possibly, on the Democrat lotto called disability in their Lexus, and now we're going to give gas cards. I would like to see this money go into something more sustainable. Um, I am going to be a no on this. I, I don't think this is a good move. If You know, you got a car, you're filling it up twice, and it's over. She doesn't think it's enough. I love these Democrat scum. That's why I shun them from existence. We are trolled by a couple who are scum that I wish to God I could meet in person. You think I'm going to give you that Will Smith slap? You're wrong. I won't do it. What? How much time I got there, you handsome devil? 40 seconds. Paul in Bensonville, thinking about moving out of state, which state is the best besides Florida? Pick one of the 26 that are fighting the corrupt Marxist mafia, the Biden scum, election-stealing fraud with wet socks. Pick one of the 26. I say you go there. Uh, Casey, Buffalo Grove, he's planning to homeschool because of me. That's why, listen, it's not because of me. It's what's best for your kid. Get him away from a system. That would have them believe the ideology that destroyed every country it's ever touched, responsible for 170 million deaths called Marxism, communism, and fascism, and socialism, is any alternative. You teach him, Casey. Your kid will be better off. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little... All right, so before we get to our guest, Republicans of Maine Township, they're roaring back with a relaunch celebration cocktail party featuring Todd Rickett, Sean Morrison, jazz artist Cindy Cronin. It's a champagne toast. Hors d'oeuvres. Meet up with fellow conservatives, some. Hopefully you'll weed out the none. This Thursday, April 28th at Cafe La Cave, or as it's known in Melrose Park, Cafe La Cave, in Des Plaines. Tickets are starting at $100. Sponsor opportunities are available. Details for the Republican of Maine Township relaunch celebration rmt.us that's r-o-m-t.us r-o-m-t.us now it's time for one of my favorite numbers guys ted dabrowski wire points president ted listen it's one thing to um have these morons tell their normal socialist lies after all their schemes are all built on lies it's another to watch this hamburglar beanbag come out and tell me that illinois balanced the budget i can't come on he stole the COVID money. Am I wrong? <laughs> That's exactly. He certainly benefited from it. I don't know if he stole it, but he, he got you know, almost $200 billion worth for the state. And, uh, you know, he's, he's done the best with it. I can tell you that. You know, uh, among neighborhood guys, when uh, um, money comes in 
and it's supposed to go to a certain area, and all of a sudden it disappears in transition, there seems to be an investigation. Is there an investigation to the claims of the Hamburglar that the so-called Illinois budget is balanced? Or are there specific points where he lied through his cream-puff-eating face? Well, Sean, I don't think you're going to see many people write what we wrote, and that's that's to tell you what, what Governor Pritzker didn't tell you. Um, you know, he's he's celebrating. He's saying, and, and these are these are pretty big whoppers, if I can call them that. You know, he's saying it's the best Illinois has been in in decades. Uh, the financial position of Illinois is the best in a generation. That is like so untrue. Um, you know, it's like I don't know, finding a whole bunch of money and and you know, getting to spend it all in in, in a couple of days, but acting like you're rich for a moment. Or um, you know what you know what it's really like, Ted, as you're talking. You know what I'm thinking about? It's like inheriting a bunch of money from a crooked accountant, a crooked money bundler named Abe. And then pretending you yourself are a billionaire because of your own ingenuity and hard work rather than a butter-handed trust fund scumbag. Isn't it like that? Well, you know, you're right because the, the money came from not, not – it wasn't – it's not even real money, right? It's printed money by the U.S. Treasury. So it's not, even, it's not even real money. It's borrowed money. It's going to be money that we're paying back right now through higher inflation. Uh, this is why a big part of why we're having all this inflation is because we printed trillions of dollars and then gave it to ourselves and acted like we we did something good. And Governor Pritz was certainly acting like that when, in fact, you know, it's it's just funny money. It's going to be gone in about a year and then we'll be back to reality. And, uh, you know, by then, by then, we don't know what he'll be saying. Now, one of my biggest pet peeves is to watch the financial banksters, gangsters, frauds charge the Illinois people three times the uh, amount they should be paying for debt. This is a scheme, and it's why they continue to contribute to the Democrat mafia, because the Democrat mafia makes sure that we are having that weak rating among states, which is a joke itself, as a state has the power to tax and can never technically default. Illinois, has, uh, uh, according to Pritzker, has improved in its credit rating status. Is that true? Well, it's, it's true. We did get a, a, a credit rating upgrade, but listen, before we got so two different rating agencies gave us an upgrade, but before that upgrade, we were downgraded twenty two times that under like Lago, under 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 uh, Quinn, under Rauner, uh, one time under under Pritzker. So we got downgraded twenty two times. We got upgraded twice. So for Pritzker to say we're really back to where we used to be, no, we need twenty more you know upgrades from the credit agencies, and that's now, gonna, that's going to take a long time to come. I would say so. You know, every time you say Pat Quinn's name, name, I think of a paint disclosure, lead-based paint. Doesn't he look like he should be on the cover of that with that big, giant taffy apple head? The other um, lie is that the pensions are not a problem anymore. After all, Pritzker misappropriated the how many how many hundreds of billions was it that we got for the COVID? Was it two hundred billion? We got about one hundred eighty-six billion so far. Oh, let's round up, shall we, Ted? After all, it's Illinois. Billion. Specifics don't really matter, especially when it comes to the mystical, magical unicorn scheme of pensions, which is really not a pension. It's not based on a return on investment. It's based on loyalty to the Democrat mafia. Is it, uh, is it fair to say that we still have a problem there? Yeah, we have the biggest pension debts in the country. And you know, th- those are big numbers. Moody says it's over $300 billion at the state level. Uh, you know, but what it means is just massive tax hikes in the future because to pay down that stuff, there's only one way to get it, and that's from taxpayers. Unless, unless you know, everybody flees, and then finally there's a default. But um, yeah, we still have a massive pension problem, the biggest in the country by far, bigger than California, is bigger than Texas. That's that's unbelievable. But it 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 is a group of voting 
it is the base of the of the Democrat mafia, and they're mobile because, you know, after all, there's money in it for them. They can round up their cousins who have corks on the forks at Thanksgiving and get them to pull that lever for Democrats. It's really an improved system of buying ripple to bums, which is how the Democrats first seize power. Um, there's another thing I can't help but witness when I have to go back to the sewer, and I love it because the prime example is this little corner on 83 in St. Charles. It's this little corner that used to be a way station. It's no longer a way station, but it's got just two small areas of grass. And I always love when I'm back in the sewer and I see eight brand new pension incubators called state trucks pull up with all their new fancy equipment, get out and unload it. And they cut two pieces of grass, which they could call a local landscaper and save all the costs of pension and healthcare and the rest of it. But it seems that they constantly get new trucks. In fact, Illinois growth among their so-called pretend jobs that are tax-funded, that's grown under Fatso, hasn't it? Which part, which part um, Sean? The costs of, 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 of government have massively grown. Oh, well, yeah, listen, you know, these are big, big numbers, hard to get, you know, get under your head. But, um, you know, in, in the COVID, 2019 pre-COVID, the budget for the state was $39 billion. Here we are. This new budget they passed, just or 2022 would be 49 billion. So, yeah, that's right, so a let's talk slow because you know it is a Chicago show, and there may be some people who are hampered with a CPS education. That's an ad of roughly what 28 percent, 10 billion yeah. on top of 39. That's right. So it's it's a it's a big number, and uh-huh. uh, and what you know again what that means is that we're just spending like crazy, and it's again it's not real money. We're not using that money to take care of problems. We're just, you know, handing out uh, there's tons of money that's being handed out in different campaigns. Uh, you know, one of them, by the way, was Lori Lightfoot's uh, announced uh, recently that she wants to hand out these these gas cards with her name on it and hand it out to people Chicago so they can buy <laughs> gas. Well, uh, I mean, she is buying votes. Yeah, I mean, she yeah, wants to put her name on it. I mean, it's obviously a bribe. Um, but it also, speaking of bribes. I can't help but notice, even though the teachers were off and they were vacationing in Puerto Rico with their floppy hats on, pretending to be capitalists and enjoying themselves, that the the son-in-law of a uh, of a carnival ship heir, fortune, living in a two and a half million dollar house by the name of Sharky, promoting that communism, which is always my favorite kind of communist, um, their benefits have increased massively over these last two years of them not working. Have, it, have they, in fact, increased benefits from maternity leave to sick leave to vacation days? How's that working? Yeah, so, so we did a whole list. You know, Governor Pritzker, he actually, I think it was in his, one of his uh, State of the State speeches, he, he said he, he created this property tax commission. He said he's going to lower taxes. None of that ever happened. Uh, instead, if you look at all, you can go through a list of laws. He's granted more sick leave to teachers. He hiked the benefits of Chicago firefighters. He gave the Chicago teachers more bargaining power so they can be stronger, believe it or not. How, how could they get um, stronger? They control the whole damn government, these mafia organizations. Yeah, well, you know, they gave them more rights to strike. So they used to have a limited number of things they could strike on, and now they have a bigger list of things to strike on. That's Are they power. calling it Save Your Kid's Brain by letting the teachers strike? Has it got a good name at least? Nah, something like that. Oh. You know, he did, he did salary spiking for teachers. I mean, there's a, the list is really long of how property taxes and overall taxes are going up. Now, it also turns out that there's another added cost to being a sanctuary state. Are we, it's, this can't be possible, are we providing health care benefits to illegal aliens in the state of Illinois that's bankrupt? Yeah, you know, and we didn't cover that, but yeah, they, oh, they're adding... Ted. They're adding for, 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 I can't remember, 55-year-old uh, illegal immigrants uh, some amount of health care. 
and I, I don't have year old. Well, that's when healthcare really gets expensive over your fifties, right? So you got to yeah, throw that yeah. in for a guy that never contributed to the economy whatsoever, and a woman. Um, you know, it's only the decent thing to do in a mafia organization. Then you could pay off your uh, your healthcare corruption by letting them build the state exorbitant amounts and never fighting back, right? Yeah, you know, and you know, and this is the by interesting. By the way, you're, you're talking about immigrants, but we're also talking about in Illinois, the state workers get free retiree health care if they work 20 years, and uh, and the shortfall in that fund, which is not the pension fund, it's another fund, is about 70 billion dollars. That's the one that nobody talks about, but that's almost as big as the pension crisis. Did you um, say? Did you say 70 billion with a B? Yeah, yeah this is a retiree health insurance fund. It's got zero cash in it, and it owes. $70 billion in, in uh, retiree health. Once again, we're broadcasting in, in the sewer of Chicago. And billion, for those morons that went to CPS, is 1,000 million. So it's 70,000 millions. That's just for the health care of those who uh, took advantage of, of voting Democrat for their entire life and rounding up their moron families to vote Democrat as well. It's uh, something that really makes me sick. Don't tell me that these idiots that have destroyed fiscal stability in the state would possibly tell small businesses how to pay their people. Would they have the audacity, the unmitigated gall to do that? <laughs> I think you know the answer, Sean. Yes. Yeah. So now they're going to tell people who run businesses the minimum that they could pay somebody who comes in and fills out an application who may be a criminal. I can't ask them that. Maybe a citizen. I can't ask them that. You mean to tell me that the government, that has destroyed the fiscal stability of a once great state can tell small businesses how much to pay their people. Yes, and you know, and what's amazing about that is not only does it tell businesses how much it should pay, which which is a a, a big hurt on businesses, but it's also a big hurt on on the the young, inexperienced, got no skill set, you know, seventeen year old who maybe would have gotten a job at eight dollars an hour, but will never get a job at fifteen dollars an hour. So they're locked out, and that's that's you know one of the big sins of this. Uh, forced minimum wage so i have a theory that i've talked about often the only people that make up the democrat party are those in the mafia or those too stupid to see the mafia the mafia comes in the labor extortion racket the unions is there a uh, initiative that could possibly stick into the ballots which is mainly uh promoted by those people who get the pensions and all the stuff and they bring their family and they constantly vote democrat and the ballot harvesting they wouldn't possibly expand the powers by putting those to voters, would they, to expand the union corruption in Illinois? Well, they've been doing that, right? I mean, this is, it's amazing that in Illinois, we've got some of the most unionized state workers in the country. Um, you know, it, it seems like there's, there's so many people that belong in the unions, and if, if they're not in the unions, it's a family member that's in the union. That's, you know, we've got the most units of government in the country. It's another big problem we have. And so when you take that whole army... Um, they're very powerful, and when you take their collective bargaining rights, it's amazing. And this is this is a big problem with Illinois is that we've got two classes, and I think we talked about this before. We got two classes of people in Illinois: those that are in the public sector, and they've got guaranteed contracts. The one percent, you know, guaranteed pensions. Yeah, the one percent. They got guaranteed contracts, and then you got the rest of us who have to pay for it. Uh, and you don't have to pay for it if you leave the state, but if you stick around, you do have to pay for it. Are there is there talk to? Um... I mean, I think it's ridiculous. Chicago pays 28000 per pupil, and uh, even including the pupils that throw you out of your car and knock your wife on the ground to take her purse. Um, are they increasing the cost per pupil statewide? Oh, absolutely. And that's, 
you know, they've been pushing for that. And, you know, we, that's go, going back to, again, your favorite guy, Pat Quinn. You know, Rounder. Paint Chips, Pat Quinn. Let's call him Paint Chips, Pat Quinn. It makes me feel better about him. Right. And then uh, I don't know what you call Rounder, but, you know, Rounder hopped on it, too. He's the one that led to increasing the spending that should have never happened in education. Sure. We spend the eighth most in the country. Uh, yeah. We just spend it really badly. We, 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 we use most of it to pay pensions and things like that. Seven so stupid. And so, yeah, so, so that's the problem. We keep putting in more in education. We don't fix what happens there, as, as you know. Uh, we've got horrible outcomes across the state, and um, we keep spending more. Now it does explain. And I, and of course, you have... of course, remember, more, yeah. more education spending means more, more property taxes, too, right? Because that's, that's where the biggest... Uh, that's well, of course, well, you have to pay are. for this. So it's why you uncouple the ad valorem tax system, which Barack Obama did quietly as president, because he knew it was going to have to be implemented in these Democrat utopias that are really wonderful to live in. So you have to charge the people who paid for their houses 30, 40, 50 years ago. You have to make them think their house is worth six, 700000 by taxing them as if it was, even in the case of it not being, in some cases, worth half that much when you inflationally adjust the the price of homes in Chicago, you're about 1990. Um, and I, the good news is with a poor education, most people cannot figure that out. So all of this leads to the answer of why U-Haul going out of Chicago is five times the price that it is going into Chicago. And uh, I'm hoping that people are wising up. Are you optimistic about them wising up? Well, I, I, you know, Sean, there's a lot of people who are really wise. That's why, you know, if you look at the numbers of who's left Illinois versus who's coming to Illinois, you know, since 2000, since 2000, we've lost 1.5 million net people. Net. That's a lot. Huh? So there's a lot of wise people who said, I can't, it doesn't work for me here. Uh, you know, I got to find my opportunity elsewhere. Taxes are lower. Home prices are cheaper. There's more opportunity. And so there's a lot of wise people. Unfortunately, what's happening is, is that there's, there's fewer wise people left in the state. And so that's why we seem to be stuck in this, in this, um, you know, death spiral, and you know, yeah. hopefully we can pop out of it, but uh, it doesn't look that way. So it'll be like the Soviet Union, where there'll just be the very rich government workers, and then all the other people trapped in the ghettos. And it's going to lead to that same destination of serfdom that, you know, Hayek wrote about, about what was it, about 80 years ago, maybe 70, 80 years ago. It seems that those predictions of the futility in a Soviet system, a corrupt mafia system of Democrat rule, Today it's called Democrat. Back then it was called Soviet. It seems to be, with all of your knowledge, with all of your study, with all of the actual data, it seems to be coming to fruition that uh, socialism and corrupt Democrat mafia rule doesn't really work financially, does it? Well, it doesn't work financially. It just takes a long time to play out, right? There's still, you know, we argue, lots of us argue that there's just too many people that live off the system. Uh, You know, even the political elite live live off the system, right? They, they, They get their... They have their benefits for, for being in the club, and so not enough people are fighting back. Now, we're starting to see some fight back, um, but it's not enough, and you know it's hard to predict what will happen this election cycle, but there needs to be a lot more people fighting back, one, and two. Uh, we got to hope that we didn't lose all the fighters because they went over the border and left. Oh, boy. I'm not going to take any of that action, and you know my favorite thing to say is covered. Um, I'm not taking any of that action because if you really do listen to the data, if you really do look at the data, you can only come to one conclusion, and you're either going to get in on the scam or run away from it. And that's really um, what the Democrats do in their philosophy of corruption and their mafia that they call a party. I want to thank you for being that fighter and for putting up the fight and for having the courage to come on and explain how the cream puff eater would be better off telling you he weighs 185 pounds versus telling you Illinois balanced its budget. I love you for doing it. Wire Points is one of my favorite organizations, and it's only because of the hard work people like you and you yourself do. So thank you very much for coming on. Ted well, thank you, Sean. I appreciate that. 
All right. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. AM 560. The answer. All right. I went along with Dabrowski, but it's important that you understand the fact because you're being lied to by the Democrats. None of their schemes work. It's all built on fraud. It's a system built on mafia control, mafia power, mafia corruption. Valerie, Chicago. Oh, hello there. Hi. How are you? Hi. I live in, well, in my part of town is Chicago. In the other part of town is Chirac. Um, But I did happen to hear something about, like, the CPS over gave money to Chicago public schools, and it's like $86 million. That's 86,000 millions? Yeah. No, 86 million. Oh, 87 (laughs) million. That seems like a deal compared to the billions they normally steal. So they gave them 87 billion. Well, there's plumbing, and then there's maintenance. They got to clean up. And then there's, you know, all kinds of contracts and Democrat organizations littered with thousands of employees that stole PP money that have to vote Democrat. Yeah. I, I, I am so glad that you say that. I say Democrat. Yeah. Because, well, no, they're not um, dumb. If you're, you know, you think Mike Madigan's dumb? He pretended, he pretended to be representing the people while building a crime organization and built a personal wealth worth an estimated... $150 million. And I'm low. I'm low. Controlling 60% of Chicago property that had to go to his crime front law firm to get their property taxes lowered. The whole time raising the cost among millions of innocent people. That's genius, baby. They're anything but dumb. They're diabolical. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. All right. This is a good chef. I mean it. And I happen to love this kid. Chef Ponzio. I love this father. Wonderful, wonderful man. He's got a brother I'm not too fond of. But I love this kid. I love the father. Please join us this Friday. Six to nine. Common Sense Gathering. The Fighting 41st. Where you can meet some good people. Some not so good people you could argue with and talk about. And find out who they voted for president. It's by far the most Republican ward in the city of Chicago, I guess. That's like saying you're the tallest midget on the south side Democrat area. Tickets are available $100. They include a full open bar, premium barbecue. Ponzio can cook, baby. It's worth it for that. Tickets and info, visit www.mattpodgorski.com. All right, let's get on with the show. Robert Bloomingdale, you handsome devil. How you doing? Hey, Sean. How you doing tonight again? Splendid. Good. You know, I went, when my wife and I were eating dinner and we heard that, an ad on there about the Richard Please, Irving. Before we get on, before we get on, you know, yesterday you had a hard-boiled egg and cat food. What was on the menu tonight? Well, tonight we had meatloaf and uh, gravy and some uh, bread and some vegetables. No carrots, though, in the meatloaf. I don't know who, who who threw carrots in there. No carrots, right? No, not tonight. We don't eat carrots the same thing every single day. Wife cooks and I eat. She cooks very well and That's keeps it. me well-fed. Thank That's you very much. Relate. You're not built like Pritzker or Macbeth, are you? Uh, no. I had, I sent a, a picture to Bunny one time of us, and, uh, no, I'm very thin, a, a nice 225, very oh, handsome. Oh, no, wonderful. Not. Well, continue there, good looking. No, the reason I was calling today, uh, thank you very much. 
Um, he, he, why don't this guy, if he's really a Republican, Richard Irving, why don't he come on your show or on Prof's show and straighten the record out? Why is this guy? Well, you know scared? my belief. I, I mean, I would. You know, I, I'm not a fan of having scoundrels on my show. So Prof no. is a different guy. He'll, you know, he'll entertain him. What's the point of debating somebody? And I mean this: that voted for Joe Biden. If you Who's voted for that? Joe Biden, that's the only thing I need to know about you. Go. Yeah, no. Go your own way, wallow in what you did to this country, wallow in it. If you're going to come out and say, oh, I'm a Republican, you're not a Republican. I watched yeah. what you did in Aurora. It's a sewer. Nobody's moving to Aurora aside from Chinese companies that like to sure. corrupt politicians. I'm not interested in you. Not to mention you're a fraud who's running on a race card. You should be ashamed of yourself. You have any fracking dignity, which you don't, because if you voted for Biden, you don't have it. So he can hey, come Sean? on the show, and I'd love to make fun of him. Yeah, but Sean, I prefer I to do that in private. I like to look in their eyes. Go ahead. Yeah. Sean, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, that's all right. I'm Nobody. sorry. Nobody I have one more last question. Now, this, this Hyatt billionaire is putting a lot of money behind him. What, is it, what are his chances of getting the nomination? Is he going to get sink like a ship? Oh, Illinois loves what? that kind of corruption. And, and by the way, when you say Hyatt, you give it credibility of a business. You should say oh. Abe. So that people look into Abe Pritzker and they look into how they acquired the money and who financed it. See, yeah. you have to trace it all the way back to good old Abe. He's the last Pritzker that actually worked on some level. Although he does have a brother that looks a lot like a security guard. Anyway, if you trace back the money and you see that this butter-handed trust, uh, trust baby, trust fund baby, is just nothing more than a fraud himself. Who not only are my accusations correct, you can listen to the FBI tapes where he legitimately wants to remind the scum of all scum, Rod Blagojevich, Rod Blagojevich, why he should sell him in office. Yeah. And he will get elected because Illinois Ugh. thinks they're mobsters instead of butter-handed pansies. I wish to God there were mobs mobsters. I could go for a good twist in back of an alley. Craig, Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, right. listen. I gotta share something really. I gotta share something really. It, uh, I didn't mention it to Honey Bunny, but I'll tell you what. My uh, son, uh, my future son-in-law, Tommy, told us about something. Uh, we have brought up a point, and it's with the school system and what they're teaching up against the, uh, you know, what happens in the workplace where you can get in so much trouble for sexual harassment by mentioning some certain little things, any kind of little sexual innuendo, and everything. Yet in the school system, you can do the most. Well, there's dozens of accusations. Please, it's like like the Catholic Church without the payout in the end. It's a scam. It's a fraud. It's a shame. But they're Democrats. Why would you yeah, subject your I, children? Will I get in it? trouble? Will I get in trouble if I go to the secretary at work and everything like that, and I tell her I'm going to give you some education and I want to talk about some sexual acts and stuff like that? Will I be okay as long as it's education? Because I guess if it's education, you can teach like little kids and all about sexual acts and positions and all this kind of stuff. Is it? Will I be okay? Only if you're a teacher and the, and, the, and the secretary is a third grader. Then you're going to be fine, Craig. You, you know, what are you asking me rhetorical questions? You know the answer, kid. Here's the good news. A little something for Tommy. There's a, uh, there was a job ad offered by Project Veritas. But, you know, there are good people in these corrupt mafia systems. There really are. I know some good people that are in these corrupt systems. There are some good teachers. There's a handful of them. Like I said, life is funny. We're human beings. A third of us are good. A third of us are rat bastards. And a third haven't decided yet. That's just humanity. But here's the good news. If you are a good person in a Democrat mafia scheme, a teacher's union, 
a, a municipal worker. And you know the fraud and the scam. You know, these guys that operated in this Mike Madigan district, you knew what he was. You wanted in on that yard gnome short in the pants mafia. There's a good opportunity to take it down from the inside. I've always said this. After all, that's how the Marxists overthrew this country. You had colleges that used to chant, better dead than red, now littered with open Marxist professors like the father of the vice president, the transgendering Camel Joe, Kamala Harris. Undercover journalism while wearing a hidden camera is very serious work. Project Veritas is looking for a select few courageous people for this pivotal role in our news organization. The process has been designed to be rigorous and consists of seven steps plus a background check. If you advance to the first six steps, you'll be invited to Project Veritas headquarters, where I'm standing, for an in-person interview. The first step is to fully complete the web application below to include a cover letter, resume, required references, and a completed questionnaire. The application will be rejected if it is not fully compliant. Next, you will record and send us a short video of yourself answering a question that we will supply. And after that, you'll take a behavioral and personality test designed to predict how you might perform undercover while out in the field. Now, there are good people that are in all kinds of corrupt organizations, from big pharma like AstraZeneca. You have to know a number of uh, people uh, cannot be vaccinated. On a company-wide Zoom call on December 3, 2020, AstraZeneca CEO Pascal Soriot stated millions of people with immune deficiencies can't be vaccinated. Even back then, he saw enormous potential in monoclonal antibody treatments. Like if you have an immune disease, lupus, or some other immune condition, you cannot re or multiple sclerosis, you cannot be vaccinated. So there are millions of people in the world that will need a protection, protection that cannot be coming from a vaccine. So the longer king antibody has enormous potential. Now this is the head of AstraZeneca saying there are tens of millions of people that should never be vaccinated and they have phenomenal treatment of monoclonal antibodies. Something that Ron DeSantis and numerous other states Proved beyond the shadow of a doubt. Far more superior than the pretend Pfizer vaccine, which makes you look like Dr. Awardi with the Bell's palsy or the Jimmy leg or the ringing in the ears. They pretend that that doesn't have all kinds of side effects, but it does. And there were good people that could brought it down, like the person who turned over that Zoom call, taped it, turned it over. Now everybody knows that Big Pharma is an absolute, total, unmitigated fraud and scam. Then there are whistleblowers. The government doesn't want to show that the darn vaccine is full of, is full of Dr. Gonzalez is one of our emergency room doctors at Phoenix Indian Medical Center. And she's a federal employee? Correct. Now you got this guy in room four who got his second dose of vaccine mm -hmm. um, on Tuesday, has been short of breath. He's got myocarditis. Yes. Yeah, there's that myocarditis. You know, the one that dropped, what, 150 soccer players? Don't know what happened. Dead. You know, this kind of thing. Whistleblowers, investigative reporters, good people in bag or organizations like the EPA. You want to talk about a crime syndicate. Wonderful. They know the data that they pay for is frauded. If we could get a couple of them to flip, like prove beyond the shadow of the uh, doubt, East Anglia University. And the emails where the so-called scientists are cooking up schemes to make CO2 somehow a pollutant. And insider traders like Gina McCarthy. 
There's probably one or two good people in her crime syndicate organization. I'm joined now by White House National Climate Advisor Gina McCarthy. And Advisor McCarthy, I want to ask you, I mean, President Biden did try to cut down on drilling with executive authority, but the global conditions have shifted. Americans' reliance on oil <laughs> remains high. How does the country increase production, use of greener energy in the short term while still facing all of these challenges and this crisis? Especially well, the answer is poverty. See, because in poverty, when you're poor, that's very green because you can't afford to do anything. You can't afford to travel. Then people will look into who else was the partner with Hunter Biden when he got the money from China. You remember, wasn't it John Kerry's stepson? And you're, it sounds like you're saying that's harder now than it appeared even a few months ago. Well, it is harder now. It's harder now because uh, uh, some of the differences of opinion uh, between our countries have been hardened and sharpened. Uh, and that You could believe that or you could believe China paid off the Democrats to implement onerous regulations to destroy American industry and strengthen China. I prefer that one. 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. It's a popular show. Got a lot of advertisers. Don't get mad at me. Rob, Ukrainian Village. Hey, you were talking about the EPA, and it got me thinking, whatever happened to the ozone layer? Remember in the 90s where the oh, hole of was course getting I so do. big that by now we'd be vaporized if we stepped into the sun? I remember in the 70s when we were going to have an ice age. They're wrong. The data is cooked. It's so they could seize power over you living, and before you know it, they're going to tax you for breathing. You know, like CO2, the uh, principle of, of, of life itself is somehow a pollutant. Don't you remember all that when we were kids? Thank God they got rid of that. Now they got kids believing that uh, little boys are girls and girls are boys, and there's such a thing as climate change. Thank you, Rob. I don't believe a lick of it, but I also think that no, no way 81 million people voted for this imbecile wetting his socks and ruining our furniture in the White House. Kevin, Austin, Texas. Sean, it was music to my ears when you said that people can people in Chicago can Chicago from the inside out and bind them up. It was music to my ears. And I hope Did I say that? I thought they said. I thought I said welfare comes from the bottom up and the middle up. Didn't I say that? No, you're but talking I, about how people can Chicago can change it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't remember saying that. I remember Illinois will never have a Republican because they're a Democrat mafia and that welfare goes from the poor to the rich. But maybe I did. We know. Precinct captains. George, Hoffman Estates. Sean, my brother, great to talk to you again, my friend, and sincerest condolences on your loss. Oh, hey, Sean, you. if you remember under the Obama administration, they were welcoming whistleblowers. Come on out. Tell us everything. Next thing you know, their lives were ruined by the IRS and undercover investigations and all in, uh, these individuals, which has now scared any whistleblowers who want to do anything, knowing that lives are going to be ruined. George, but you know what John, you reminded me of? Whatever happened yeah. to that Viagra slayer, slayer, Lois Lerner? You remember that handsome son of a yeah. dog? You yeah. remember her? Yeah. And, and yeah. whatever happened? We caught her red-handed. Oops, she got retirement. Now go collect your 280000 a year. You were a good soldier for the Marxist mafia. Problem is we need more people of actual integrity to tell us exactly the kind of scams that the government really is. Because it's clearly a government based on mafia extortion. You want to talk about systemic problems in this country? It's simple. We have a systemic problem where you think a bunch of people who pretend to be representatives can legally steal. Whether they're inside trading, front-running corruption, taking bribes from construction companies, paying them back with billions of dollars we didn't approve. We don't have a government of, of a representative republic. We have Soviets, like Mr. Raskin, like Nancy Pelosi, like the gargoyle Chuck Schumer. And most of all, that embarrassment to humanity, meandering around the White House, wetting things, called Biden. 
No way 81 million people voted for him. We'll discuss that and more. 21 hours. Fastest show on radio. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.